to episode seven of Expand With Us. And today, Vicky and I are welcoming a wonderful guest, Renee Wilkinson. She is a multi-modality intuitive and co-founder of the Opened Mind Space and a very good friend of ours. Thanks for being here, Renee. Thank you for inviting me. Hey, I'm honored to be a guest. <laughs> Our, Our very first. first. <laughs> Our first. And the reason why we did this was because we earlier in previous um, uh, episodes, we talked about our journey. And um, I mean, I started back in 2014 when I went through my marriage breakup and Megs Barton was on the scene at the time and just, yeah, just introduced me to this whole new world. And then I lost my way, <laughs> slipped back into my old patterns, still knowing, you know, the things that I knew. And then it wasn't until we reconnected, which was really fascinating to me, even just with Muzz coming and joining our gym. And, mm. and then I was like, oh my gosh, I know Renee too from you know our past. And um, yeah, and then uh, jumping into your Awaken the Witches. So mm. yeah, we wanted to, I'm going to start the tone by, um, by asking you, what was it for you that started you on your journey? Yeah. Um... So I think it would have been when I was just preteen, so 11 or 12, and I was entering high school and it was starting to click that um, the way I processed the world was very different to how other people process the world and that I was picking up extra information mm -hmm. that I thought everyone was picking up and I was getting really, really confused and overwhelmed by it all. So my mum was going to a weekly meditation and she was reaching out to a few different people and they're all saying she's too young to come do spiritual stuff. Don't worry about it. Wait till she's older. And she was doing a weekly meditation. And this man, Mark Pencarla said, no, bring her in. Of course. Come on. So it was around that age where he became my mentor and taught me a lot of the basics of or a lot of the foundations of what I know. So I would go to that weekly Tuesday meditation with a group of amazing people um, and yeah, meditate and learn. And that's kind of what started me understanding more about spirituality, intuition, all the kind of wonderful things that are out there. That was the starting point. So this has prompted another question for me, mum. Yeah. So she, she, she's open to all this as well. I mean, she's meditating way back when she's obviously you know, quite in tune with yeah, she is. She's more in tune than what she thinks she is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, at a, uh, she'd been going, she had kind of life stuff happen. And one of her friends said, hey, come to this meditation group. Mark will help you out. He'll kind of show and explain a few things. So that meditation group and that support really helped her. Um, so she thought it would help me or he could at least explain a few things to me better than what she could. So she's super open to it. Um, is more intuitive than what she thinks she is, mm -hmm. but she'll accept anything you kind of, she goes, oh yeah, okay, great, cool, I'll roll with that. She's yeah. open. Super open. Super open. Yes. yes. So can I ask you, when you say that you were at that age and you were noticing that you were picking up on things that other people weren't, what were some of those things? Yeah, some of those things would be, um, well, I always saw things, but then kind of if I would react. So for example, um, uh, I'll use Fort Scratchley as an example. When we first kind of moved to Newcastle, there was one instance where I was walking in Fort Scratchley and I stepped out of the way for something to walk past and no one else did. And I got really confused by that because I was like, "That you're going to bump? Although I could see that they 
obviously didn't bump, there was a, a crossing through. But yeah, I would step out of the way of energy or beings or spirits, or um, I would be afraid. I would like have a, a fear response to something that would kind of jump up or... Um, at our house where we lived at the time there was when we first moved in there there was a little dog energy that lived there so I was kind of getting out of the way of the the dog energy and no one else was really responding or reacting mm-hmm. so I started to really click that I was reacting to things that other people just weren't reacting to mm-hmm. so that started to mm-hmm. click and so that would have been quite confusing for you because if you're alone in that experience so was being a part, coming along to that group, was that something that was like, is that where you found a community and you actually found a little bit of peace and hope knowing that, you know, there wasn't anything wrong with you that, you know, that was a, pl- a safe space for you? Yeah, it was a super safe space. Um, there was still an element of, I feel alone because everyone, I was like 11, 12, everyone in that group was like 40, mm-hmm. 50, yeah. like older, still super welcoming and still super supportive mm-hmm. and all took me under their wig and all like were my cheerleaders um but yeah still felt a little bit alone because I couldn't really find anyone in my peer group and it was also one of those things where mum in her way to protect me because of high school and kids and all the rest of it she was like we're just going to keep this over here we're going to put this in this part here yeah Yeah. and like just don't really share it at school because Mm. no one is going to fully understand it Mm. and did you feel like there was an element like was that difficult for you because it was asking you to kind of hide a part of yourself or like compartmentalize yeah I think I really understood because if little bits came out and pe- the way people would kind of like cock their head and look confused I could see with like oh I've just given you like a slither of what I actually what I, know. yeah <laughs> and you're being confused by that right I fully understand why my mama said don't give the whole yes. picture so I really I understood mm. why um but it was also just that like well how am I supposed to have people that I know? And as little bits and pieces came out, friends were definitely curious about it, mm-hmm. but more so in the like, let's go play with the Ouija board curiosity kind of way. Yeah. yeah. And when I would kind of be like, no, you can't play with Ouija boards. You can't just play with ghosts. It's not, it's not like a movie no. play thing. Yeah. Then there would be that disconnect again. Mm-hmm. I was like, right. Okay, cool. That, that's cool. But yeah. just, I did feel a little bit alone in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found um, now, like where we are now in humanity, because we are going through a huge shift, as we all know, well, uh, well, not not everyone knows this, but <laughs> we recognise that, um, and we're moving away from, my understanding is that materialistic, egoic, you know, everything's about, well, it's greed-based, mm. isn't it, you know, biggest car, flashiest this, and we're moving into that more well-being, um, you know, that is the new mm. commodity. Have you noticed that people are being more accepting or more curious with an open heart and wanting to know more about what you... I know I do. We yeah. ask you all the time. <laughs> always wanting to know, you know? Yeah, a thousand percent. I think I've noticed more people recognising it within themselves. Yes. Because everyone has access yes. to this. Mm. It's just the how society allows it to flourish. Yeah, we've been conditioned and just desensitised. Totally, mm. yeah. So everyone has access to it. So more people are remembering or yeah. finding it mm-hmm. within themselves, which mm-hmm. is super exciting. And... Um, yeah, there's been a huge shift, especially in like where in Newcastle. So 10 years ago when I was doing kinesiology, people would come to me and be like, don't let anyone know that. Yeah, don't let anyone know that I've come here. It was very like hush, hush. Mm-hmm. Or if I bumped into people in the street, they would kind of like quickly turn the other way. Mm-hmm. Or 
it was like coming to a witch doctor kind of thing. It was very voodoo mm. kind of thing. But now it's, it's just normal. So normal. And mm. and with the expansion of social media as well, it's like so many more questions and so many more access points where people can touch base on it. So it's yeah, it's definitely yeah. growing and becoming easier. So you introduced Renee as multi-modality. Mm. Explain to us what that is. Yeah, so I have lots of tools in my tool belt. So um, I've studied kinesiology, touch for health, um, energy healing. I'm intuitive, obviously. Um, uh, I'm a yoga teacher, meditation teacher, Thai massage practitioner. Like I've got multi modalities to assist people in their growth, their transition, their journey. Yeah. 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 Cool. And so tell me what, when you work with people, do they initially start out in one area and then, you know, potentially open them up to other areas? Like, yeah. 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 More often than Mm. not. Um, And it's interesting how that transition has shifted over the years as well. When I started, definitely people were coming of like, oh, my knees sore or um, I get sick all the time, or very physical based or in acute emotional based. So my heart's broken mm. or uh, I really want to find a partner, like that kind of stuff. That was the majority of my work, mm. kind of helping people through acute emotional or physical experiences where now it's definitely shifted to. And a lot of those people have journeyed with me and it's transitioned to, I'll have people show up um, and sit down and be like, Right. So I think I'm in the first wave of the 5D ascension. And can you explain that more to me? And can we just do our session around giving me the tool so I can integrate into 5D? And I sit there and go, fuck, this is so cool. Oh, sorry. I just saw <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> We're just like, this is so cool that, that I get to assist someone in integrating and understanding this deeper level of awareness, which wow. um, I thought I would have to kind of keep to myself yeah. for a really long time. So. Yeah, and how beautiful that they're kind of leading themselves a bit more. Yeah, instead of like they're actually you're you they're using you to support them and guide them, but they're actually kind of there's a bit more self leadership in that statement. Yeah. It sounds like yeah, I think it, it has to be, and I try and encourage it with everyone who works with me, anyways, that I'm just giving you the tools and the space, mm. and I want to give everyone the tools so that they can go and do it because I would hate for someone to be in a situation and be like, I can't deal with this until I see Renee. Yeah. Mm, it's like, yeah, no, yes, I am, I am the assistance. I am the reminder, but mm. you, you've got it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but, uh, I know this is Gary Vanderchuk. Is that how you say it? Gary V? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary V. Yeah. He says it. He says the health coach or the coaching industry, which I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of, I mean, I know yeah. we're all in it yeah. um, in some form. And um, he says, the, the person that can give the client the tools to be able to go off and feel like they've been f- sorted mm. and they don't have to come back, they're mm. the ones that are going to continue. You know, it's a longevity thing. You know, mm, these yeah. people want. Whereas a lot of the industry is, oh, you've got to come back week after week after yeah. week after week, you know? Mm. And very selfishly, I don't encourage that because I don't want to deal with the same person and the same mm. thing each True. week or yeah. each month. Like, yeah. That's that's boring for me to be like, yes. oh, we're still on this yeah. loop. Okay, yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, really, are we making progress? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, I wanted to ask you. So, sorry, I had a question in my head. I've just lost <laughs> it. Um, I want to go back to uh, your journey and and your experience, like, kind of coming through. Have you experienced? 
like you know aside from when you're a teenager and and you you know you've become an adult before maybe you met Murray maybe let's mm. just go back to I suppose like your early 20s yeah. like did you find that you copped a lot of criticism or um, a lot of pushback from people in terms of you know the way you were your beliefs your you know the way you lived your life yeah I think um so those early so I became a like a kinesiologist when I was 18 and then I kind of kept on training and doing things and mustered up the courage to open my own little thing when I was 20 um and those first year or two which was all my self-belief stuff as well but I was just attracting all of the clients which I had to essentially battle with mm-hmm. like I had to convince them like day in day out was a convincing of this works this is a thing so um by yeah like 22 I was just over it I was over being the weird one I was over being like shunned to the side or help me but I'm not going to talk to you like I was just mm. over it so most of my 20s I actually I think around 23 I moved to Sydney and I just took that as an opportunity to um create a whole new self yeah so I didn't do any kinesiology any woo woo like nothing in majority of my 20s between like 22 23 and 27 did none of it I just went to Sydney, I lived the city life, I lived the party girl life, I went and worked in film and TV, I went to become like quote unquote normal, like I just was like how can I fit into mainstream? Mm, how did that work out? uh, For a few years it was amazing, (laughs) I I had a blast, I I loved my Sydney time, I loved working in film and TV, Um, I loved a lot of the opportunities and experiences that I had. I loved spending the majority of my weekends out dancing and partying. It was Mm. amazing. But yeah, towards the end of it, it was hitting that unfulfilling Mm. spot where I started to realize like this doesn't have longevity Mm. and where I feel I'm supposed to be and supposed to do in my life um, isn't here. So Mm. I got the call to make the changes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, I was going to then jump forward (laughs) (laughs) because I'm dying to ask. What's this 3D, 4D, 5D? Explain that to us. Uh, Yeah, cool. (laughs) Um, Okay, so there's a concept. uh, I'll let everyone suspend their belief, whatever they perceive to be true and real for a moment in time, and just be open to exploring this concept. Mm -hmm. Um, That there is multi dimensions. So 2D, kind of flat, 3D, where we start inviting space and time, 4D, where we start inviting a little bit more perception. 5D, an elevation of frequency and energy. And then we start going up all the way to our consciousness can perceive up to about 12D. Um, but 12D is where you kind of like uh, light beings. Mm-hmm. So 12D, anywhere between like 8 and 12D is where your guides live, spirits live. Mm-hmm. Um, those beings that are energetic, but they can still have a perceived form. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of that space for them. So this transition it's always been happening but there's a group of more humans that are becoming aware of it at this present time it's all cyclical but 3d is that density nothing wrong with it just dense so that's where like the materialism lives and the hustle culture hustle culture and the uh stark contrast so um love and anger are very opposing forces instead of a fluid scale Mm -hmm. that kind of thing so 3d is just that real kind of polarity and contrast Mm -hmm. Um, and then 4D, we start, that polarity starts melding a little bit more. We can understand that there's a scale mm-hmm. to it. That yes, there's anger and there's love, but there's kind of shades of in between. And we can ride that scale and we don't have to exist in one end or the other. We can experience them, but we don't mm-hmm. have to hold on to them and grip them. 
And then 5D is where we start leaning into holding on to our physical form, our human form, but being able to fully grasp the concept of oneness. So this idea that all consciousness is one, that we all come from the one source, but we're having individualized experiences through our consciousness, through our human form, which separates us. Um, but 5D is where we can have that sep that physical separation, but that appreciation that we're all... We're still connected. We're still connected. Mm. We're still interwoven and there's more of an awareness of it. So this in intuition that people are starting to touch on in the 4D, going, oh, I can hear and feel and things mm. a little differently. 5D, that just is an isness. Mm. It just is. Like mm. you just, you can sense yeah. that, that other thing. Mm. It's just part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, that is actually the best explanation I've ever heard. Because yeah. that's a good question. Yeah. I've been battling with those two what concepts. Yeah. Like, like you know, so that's actually the best explanation yeah. I've ever heard. Thank Great. you. You're so welcome. With, with um, what I've been... So I did my I did the Awaken the Witches with Renee, which was a six-week... Um, experience. Experience. <laughs> and, um, of course, I messaged Renee and said, I don't know, I think, I think I'm... I don't think this might be like, through message... I think I might be a bit out of my depth with this. And she, what did you write back to me? You were like, uh, something to the effect of like, I've been waiting for I've you to. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, of course. I was. I won't ask any more questions. I was in a, a little dichotomy. I was like, oh, I want her to be in it, mm. but I'm not going to tell her she should be in it. Mm. She has to realize, she has yeah. to be curious enough to come in. I was curious. I was always going to yeah. go and do it. But it was like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for it. Like, am I. I, it's funny you, the whole um, material thing of mm. all that that thought process of am I good enough? Mm. Is this you know what I mean? Mm. And so then um, I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. So then at the end of this six week experience that we had was um, Renee said, yeah, you don't know where this this will just open up to so many other things, and it surely has. Mm. And I'm doing this right now. I would never have done this. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty cool experience. Now I've totally forgot where I was going with it. Oh, that's right. So then I've gone into human design, which yes. is the frequency energ energetics and things like that, and learning about this. And um, they, we have the gene keys, and the gene, the sixty-four gene keys in a human body, or and the energy energetic blueprint that we all we all um, carry. And the gene key, each gene key has three stages. Well, I wouldn't even call it stages, but you've got the shadow aspect, which I'd imagine is your three D kind of. Mm -hmm. And then we've got the, um, you've, so you've got your shadow, you've got your gift, and then you have your city. Okay. And your city is where we are all striving to be. So I imagine, in a sense, and it's probably not, this is just my take on it, is where we're all wanting to head. Mm. You know, that, that um, I would imagine you're probably experiencing the city, city aspect of all these gene keys. So, for example, it might be um, uh, disconnection. Um, connection and um, look, I'm just transcend, trans, trans, yeah, trans. And so you've got these three aspects of mm. this particular emotional feeling, mm. and we're all wanting to strive. And humans are expected to work towards the gift. Mm -hmm. The city, for example, is the healers and the you know the, the Dalai Lama, for example, right. is sitting in that that you know Eckhart Tolle or whatever is sitting up there. For, okay. Yeah. So it's cool. really cool, but it's a similar thought, sort of concept. I yeah, guess, I know right. very little about gene keys, but yeah. I do. What I do know is that there are so many uh, 
so many ways that unique consciousnesses have brought in this concept and yes. described it in different ways yeah. so that it lands with different people. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know much about it, but yeah. I know that it lands for so many yeah. people yeah. and it, it helps them navigate that yeah. path. Yeah. yeah. So you speaking about the way, like how you've explained, you know, you've explained that for me, I sit there and go, oh, okay, well, that would make sense. So I can see how... Mm what they're talking about on this realm I guess yeah. or this explanation and then you've got the yeah so it all makes sense to me because mm-hmm. you see so much of it on social media mm. you know especially the energy workers that are well and you're you're doing it <laughs> um you know you're talking about your energy updates and stuff and you hear the the different dimensions you know, yeah for us mm. who are learning about it it's like oh mm. yeah get it one thing I want to ask about is, you know, at the beginning you said you were thinking about reaching out, you reached out and you said something along the lines of like, I've been waiting for you. Yeah. So can you explain to me, because I feel like in the last 12 months, I've had a lot of weird, strange, not strange, but like um, serendipitous or synchronistic. Yeah. And I know those terms get thrown around a lot, but it freaks me out because yeah. stuff just happens. Like crazy like mm. constantly like mm. I'll, I'll be just on a walk and I'll think of somebody I haven't spoken to in such a long time mm-hmm. and then I'll see them five minutes mm. later or you know just things like you know lots of serendipitous moments mm. like or I will I can like yesterday I had a fr- I knew a friend was going to reach out to me I thought she's going to reach out to me for support soon mm-hmm. and she reached out to me yesterday and I said I'm, I've been waiting for this like mm. and she was the same as you very mm. nervous and when I said to her I've been waiting she was like oh like talk to me does that is that your experience a lot of the time yeah so think of it as um your intuition is waking up yeah so this is a skill that everyone has and that's what i mean like you were kind of you were preparing yourself for your friend oh okay i feel like she's going to reach out to me okay so you start emotionally or mentally being prepared to hold that space for her yeah so but without kind of doing it but you, you, your being starts shifting ready for that and then when it lands you go i'm ready i'm good let's oh, go so i'm just like that makes yeah. so much sense yeah so that that intuition is waking. but that's when i go back to that story i was telling you of as a teenager reacting and acting as things are happening and people going why is that happening because i've got that sense of like well this is a another uh, way i explain it is um uh if if intuition majority of humans when they're dense and when they're dulled so dulled by just conditioning and and everything that society throws at us you're just sitting in a little mini on the road so all you can see is the car in front of you but when your intuition switches on or wakes up you're in the semi-trailer and you're up and you can see like five cars ahead so you see five cars ahead start braking so you start braking going Mm, yeah in a few moments i'm going to need to brake, but i'm just going to start prepping for that Mm, now that makes sense so that's what that intuition is, is you, you get that little awareness or another analogy I've been using is like if you're a spider in the center of a web and all of those strings going out are different people, lines of communication, lines of energy, whatever. So when you do your meditation or your connection or your self practices or you keep yourself clear and in tune, you feel one of the strings start to ting, 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 your friend. Yeah. Going, your friend starts thinking, I'm gonna need, I think I need Nez's help. For this mm. and so that little line goes ting 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 and you pick up on that and go oh okay cool she's starting to travel down that line i'll see her when she gets when the physical meets up yeah with that energetic like sensing that's so cool does that answer the question oh yeah. my gosh so much that makes yeah. so much sense um and can you just like because i remember 
years ago hearing this sort of thing, but I couldn't really fully understand it. When you talk about, you know, um, dense 3D, like the way we are conditioned, mm. for me, my personal experience is obviously pain mm. and, and like wanting to like figure it out, wanting to understand it and then creating space, like time and space. So just actually a bit more stillness. Like, mm. do you, like, if someone's listening to this and they don't really grasp what you mean, mm. like, and they are curious, like, mm. what, yeah, what is the first step somebody can make? But would you say, though, that is the 3D experience, not being able to grasp what's happening? Do, do you, it, it is, but it's that when that curiosity starts landing and often it starts with, I'm lost. Yeah. I feel stuck. Yeah. I feel like there's something more, but I don't get yeah. what it is. They're kind of the three main questions that people who are in it yeah. go, they're like, I just know, like there's something in me that's saying that this isn't it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that still stay there. Yeah. They don't even, they're not even curious, is there? You know, like. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are super happy in their pain mm-hmm. or super happy in, um, in numbing. I would, I would use the word numbing because yes. you yes. can numb with yeah. pain, you can numb with pleasure, yeah. you can numb yes. with distractions, avoidance. You, yeah. avoidance yeah. yeah. So I would say there are plenty of people that are blissful in their ignorance. Yes. And that's perfect. Yeah. Like that's so. I was for such a long time. Yeah. I'm there's like, lots of times where I wish I could be blissful in it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like sometimes I want to unsee it. Yeah, like sometimes I just wish that. I, there's lots of times Murray and I we talk about we get to certain points in our growth and like, why could we have not just been happy with like that? Why can we not go back a few years and have just been happy with that there? Yeah. But once you kind of open that curiosity of like, but there's got to be more, and not in an egotistic way no. of like I, I want more. It's no. the journey. Yeah, there's there's got to be more of a depth yeah. to this experience. Yeah. So um. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And you're right. So and true. I think it's oh like, gosh. is your opinion that most people create that curiosity because of pain? Like they're in some sort of pain, that pattern. Pain is a really great motivator. Mm. Pain is is the probably biggest motivator because when we're blissful in that mm. ignorance, it's like there's yeah. nothing wrong. Why would I want to leave this situation? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's when that no discomfort one, steps no in. No one wakes up one day and just thinks, oh. I'm just going to look at my shadow. I'm just going to yeah. dive deep and just figure out what's wrong with me. Like, yeah. unless there's a reason, like, unless yeah. there's something knocking at the door. I, I would say the vast majority of people, it's pain. Mm. Some people are curious by proxy. Oh, so true. some people might yeah. watch, some people might be inspired. They might watch someone's Instagram and go, wow, they look what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe there is more than what I've... I'm That's really true. happy with what it is, but maybe there could be more. Yeah. So I think pain for the majority of people is the quickest yeah. motivator. But I think there are some people that are inspired yeah. to true, be yeah. curious. Yeah. Um, can I go on a bit of a t- Please. tangent? I want to ask you about light language. Okay. I'm so curious about that. I went to an event maybe six months ago. Had never heard of it. Yeah. Completely unaware this even existed. Yeah. And I was in a circle and um, there was a lady there that spoke it and yeah. oh, I've never experienced anything like it. Yeah. How has this mani- like manifested in your re- reality? And mm. talk to me about it. Like, mm. I, ex- let's explain it first. In your words, well, what would you say? How did you feel when oh, you heard it? I felt a, a sense of like um, groundedness, mm. connection and wonder like complete Mm. like oh my gosh like i can't like uh what's the word 
word makes um can't comprehend it yes i can't it's like if you asked me to explain this i couldn't really explain it to you articulate like i couldn't articulate what she's doing right now but i can feel it yes and that's what i found so incredible like it wasn't something that the mind could comprehend but the whole body and my heart felt it and i was like isn't that enough like that's That's great but i did notice myself trying to want to make sense of it a little bit yeah well that's you've nailed it that's what light language is so light language is a sound um, or a frequency that gets communicated through humans vocal cords as sound um, and it's a transmission and it's not meant to be comprehended yeah. it's not meant to be translated yeah so it's not some it's not like you would have someone speak light language and then someone next to them translate it and say what they said was yeah good morning and how are you all today like it, yeah. it's to be felt yeah um, because it's shifting the energy within your being mm. and then when you kind of shift up probably I would say like 60 70 beyond light language is in that communication source but it's communication through sensation mm. so it because it's not when you get to those dimensions it's not so much like I want something from you or I need to give you something it's Just that feel. it's that mm. oneness and it's that that transaction of energy mm-hmm. more so than anything so that those coding and that light language does that but in this dimension in this space yeah light language is designed to shift yeah. to heal to open yeah, to create sensations more so than uh, a communication of information. Yeah, that makes, that sense. makes yeah. sense. I yeah. love that. Um, is there any way you could demonstrate a little bit of it <laughs> yeah. now? Or do you yeah. need to, is there a bit yeah. of a process? No, no, we could do that. <laughs> can I film you while you do this? Is, are you okay with that? <laughs> I've just got, my whole body is like like tingling. Like right I just, now? I know, right? whole interview. <laughs> All right, so for anyone listening or, or watching wherever Nez <laughs> so I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and put your conscious mind to one side. So as we've just said, you're not meant to understand this or comprehend this. It's a sensation. So take a nice deep breath in. Let it all go. Let the body soften. Mind open, heart opens, and just simply listen and receive. Got on the way in Take a deep breath in, let it all go, slowly open your eyes, whatever lands, lands, whatever doesn't, does it, that could have been weird, that could have been amazing, whatever. (laughs) Thank you. Just makes you emotional straight away, what's Mm. that all about? So they're both tearing up for anyone not watching. (laughs) (laughs) It just came over me straight away. So what did you feel? I was just in my body. I don't, just emotion. I don't. I mm. can't even explain it. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt huge appreciation. Like yeah. Just, yeah. Kind of overwhelming. Mm. Yeah. Sense of. I don't even know. Mm. So just let it sit. Yeah. Let it integrate. Because then whatever yeah. it is, it doesn't have to make sense. sense. I know. Love that. And what's so interesting, just to share what was happening in my body, my like eleven or twelve year old self was screaming (laughs) 
because wow. this is this is all like light languages and even though i've shared it on my instagram there's like these whole new layers of being vulnerable and, sh- and yeah. sharing it yeah. and so that part of me was like you can only do it in on tuesdays mm. in this room with mm. these people because mm. that's what i have since that age that's what i've been channeling is this light language and only in the past few years have i felt comfortable to do it on like social media yeah so then it's a whole other thing to be like hey can you just like can you just do light language for me? <laughs> i can i would love to my in all my stories are coming up and bubbling up but i'm gonna ah, lean into it and throw so, it anyway thank you so, yeah, yeah. i know we're not meant to understand it but maybe that's the, would that be the emotion that we're feeling i don't know could, it, the, the, it's, not, yeah, it's not yeah it's not for me yeah, to yeah, yeah it's not for me to well, translate yeah anyway it was just yeah, yeah it was really emotional yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Getting hot in here. <laughs> oh my goodness. I actually meant, I did have it in my head to ask you before the episode if we could do it. Yeah. And then I realised as we were talking, I thought, well, I'm going to ask you this, but I'm going to. Is that okay? So here thank we are. You. You're thank welcome. You. Thank you. That was so very cool. special. Cool. I find um, personally, like this, I, I had a conversation with you not so long ago because I'm working on my golden path journey and it's a lot of meditation and. I mean, I meditated with you every week on that six mm. week and we, we meditated daily as a practice, but it was nothing like what I have been experiencing of late. And I said to you, is it normal to want to just meditate all the time? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is just so, um, for me, it just, it's, I can't even explain it. It just mm. feels amazing. Yeah. Um, it's exciting and it's emotional and it's mm. release, mm. relief. Mm. I, you know it's connecting with our true nature isn't it true it's like we're yeah. not this is it's being present yeah it's actually being and it just feels good instead right? of doing yeah. all the time yeah it's like an addiction yes <laughs> yes <laughs> correct well, we're just having these relations <laughs> no, she's so like then, yeah pretty much like that so that is just that it's just that it's being able to hold that space for you, that daily mm. every day yeah which is every that's, minute that's the practice that's the practice yeah. That's yeah. the practice. And it's absolutely a practice. Because and it's so available. Absolutely. Right? Oh, so this is the wonderful part of all the dampening and all the dullness um, through all the different ways that it happens in our society is to keep us disconnected from the now. Of course. And because when we're in the now, we're connected to our true potency. When we're in our true potency. We go, oh, I don't, I don't have to. It's like you kind of shake up from a, from a sleep. sleep. And you, yeah. And you're like, I don't, don't, I don't need anything. Have, yeah. Mm. I don't have to like be whatever aligns me for me it was like oh I don't have to sit um in this black box for like 40 hours a week and watch people recite scripts that really I don't feel comfortable sending out into the world as being a part of um because I was working with soap operas and things and I was just like this isn't offering anything to the world like Mm. why am I why am I it's great it's but I was like feel like this is part of the dulling like this is part of the distraction why Mm. am I being a part of like creating this so yeah Yeah. um but yeah when you kind of realize oh I can I have a choice yeah I think for me it kind of landed I remember when I kind of moved back to Newcastle and I started doing this work with people and I was sitting at Bar Beach and something just hit me and I was like there is no police there is no authoritative force that's coming up and said hey you're not married yet you don't have kids yet you haven't done university that's it back in line you go like get back in shuffle back into the the, the order of things but i can do whatever i want yes yeah. mm, yeah. like, I, I, 
I can do whatever I want, mm. obviously with care for others yeah. and mm. and not injuring and having ill intent towards mm. anyone. I can do whatever I want, mm. which is what I proceeded to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but it just comes back to being in the now. Yeah. I'm so fascinated by it. Like, I think when I started this journey of starting to like COVID, the beginning of COVID was mm. really my, before that, I don't think I, w- I was very open and, you know, I think with that pain and, and what do you mean we're closed? What do you mean? Like the lockdown mm. and just, and I think it was only the beginning of that that I, re- that I started to really wake up to, you know, just how society is structured in a way that really does. I love what you say about dampening and dulling because mm. that is so, it's just hitting the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. It's it's really keeping us separate from mm. our true nature and our and our true selves, and it's it's a it's a crazy when you know it's it's one thing you kind of wake up to one aspect of society and the systems that we create, <laughs> yeah. and then there's Holy another shit. What the it's hell just, are it's, we living? It's just constantly, <laughs> and it's like oh my god, and then it's almost like too much. Like, oh my god. You know, it's just yeah, it's mm. it's yeah, you're really right. It's the dullness, yeah, and just. And I think what's so beautiful and something I try to work with my clients on is, you know, I'm really trying to connect more with my emotions and my emotional home and I'm trying to heal a lot of my, you know, emotional patterns that I've just become so conditioned and used to for 40 years, really having to consciously create my new myself Mm -hmm. and the way I want to feel. And it's interesting because, you know, I've been conditioned to think, Oh, when I have a partner and I have a family, I'll be happy. When I get married, I'll be happy. When I, when this happens, when that happens. And then, you know, like I will attend a retreat or I'll go to the beach with a friend and meditate and sit in the sun. And I just feel that vastness and that connection mm-hmm. and that stillness. And it's like, it doesn't it's, matter anymore. It's right here. Yeah. Like, how do I think I'm going to feel when I get that thing? Like, and why is that not accessible to me right now? That's, yeah, bang on. That's what we, um, what Murray and I teach in our The Practical Guide to Manifesting. That's the foundation of that is the feeling you're looking for is here. Yeah. So you need to start tapping into it now so that you become the frequency of it. And then you'll create or you'll manifest or you'll the bring reality. into, yeah, you bring into your attraction the reality of it. Yeah. But you have to be the frequency yeah. of it. Yeah. Cause because if you're going you looking for it, you're, you're just sitting in the frequency of like, I'm missing it. Yeah. Missing I, yeah. It. You're focusing on the lack. Yeah. I really have to work on that because obviously like I do, I, you know, I always think of myself wanting to share my life with somebody yeah. that I feel connected to. So I often at night I notice myself like I could, I'm probably more social and around more people most days than most people I know. But because I come home mm. and then I'm, I live alone and I focus on that, mm. I'm, I'm constantly focusing on, oh, you're alone in bed. You're mm. on your own. Again, every, you know, and I think of people in their homes with their families and I'm just constantly focusing on the lack. It's mm. really interesting. So mm. you're right. Like when you're, it's that, I read something the other day about do not um, pursue happiness because the more you p- pursue happiness, the more you're focused on that there is no happiness, like you're, there's yeah, a lack. Focus on integrity, peace, mm-hmm. growth, connection. Like focus on those, you know, it's in, but you're right. It's like yeah. learning to become that so that, you know, you're actually already in creating that within yourself and then whatever manifests and, and is drawn to you, 
it's your thoughts meant create to... your reality. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, it's so funny though, you hear that all the time, but it's, it, it takes a while to land Oh, totally. Yeah, you've got to hear it so many different ways. But yeah, that's how we, one of the ways that we explain it as well, of just like all the things that you want to manifest. So the partner, the car, the house, the family, the job, the career, the business, whatever it is, they're all fruit on the tree. Mm. But if you're focusing on the fruit, once you mm. pick the fruit, then that's all you've got is fruit. Yeah. When you kind of um, reverse engineer it, which is what you're talking about, of getting to the feeling, like what's behind it? Like when you have that relationship, what would that actually feel like? When you're lying in bed with that partner, what does that actually feel mm. like? Mm. And if you already had that, so if it felt, for example, safe, mm. if you already had that, yeah. <laughs> If you Sorry. checking the mic, if you already had that feeling of safety, mm. then what does that feel like? Mm. And so, for example, if feeling safe then felt expansive, okay, well, mm. if you already felt expansive, then what's underneath that? What, and you keep kind of reverse engineering it till you get to the core, to the seed of it, and then you come to your daily practices and you keep connecting to that feeling mm. daily, and then yeah. you shift your frequency to align with that. Yeah. And so you're now the seed of the tree. You're now the roots of it, nourishing the roots. So it doesn't matter what fruit grows because you know that you've got really healthy roots underneath it. That is such a great explanation. I love how you can make things so relatable. Through years of talking to people going, the way I said that is glazing right over you. (laughs) Let me try again. I love that. I've got a question. This might be a long episode. Sorry. Oh, I knew it. Talk about this stuff, um, and that's why every time Renee and Muzz come over for dinner, I'm like, "There's always lots of questions." So, the what something I've noticed and um, is the the how can I say this without fuck it? I'm just gonna say. <laughs> Um, the connections that you have with people mm. become very, very, very clear of what you don't want. Mm. You know, that the relationships that you you have with people, as you start moving through this work, it's not like you're better than or anything like that. No. It's just the conversations just don't, Yeah, I don't know, resonate. Yeah, exactly. It's resonate is probably the perfect word. Your frequency shifts. It's become quiet too, I find even small talk is mm. is tough for me yeah oh. yeah <laughs> isn't it exhausting it <laughs> yes it, it, it yes yeah. but you've um, been feeling like this for so, so long yeah, like, yes. how you? yeah. Uh, it sounds really awful yeah. saying this i, I know, I know it, 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 it sounds i don't know i've probably been sitting it for a while so it's 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 just, commonplace for me i think um i i definitely went through the period of like being really confused as to why I couldn't deeply connect with people. Mm. Um, like there were, I had people around, mm. but I just never fully connected with them. One, it was because I wasn't showing up as my authentic self. But when I started to show up as my authentic self, I then realized that I had boundaries of who I wanted to let in because I was doing so much work on ensuring that I was staying aligned with my frequency to create a life that felt expansive and connected and deep that um, I was going to still am going to protect that at any cost. Mm. And often what that requires is strong boundaries. Mm. And 
being mindful of where I place myself and if I place myself somewhere where there's going to be lots of people do I feel like I can energetically hold myself so I'm not going to take on everyone else's shit or Mm -hmm. or be affected by whatever um yeah so it becomes with strong boundaries but then it totally comes as well that as you start shifting you start finding different people that align with you Mm. so you grow and change and Mm. some people grow with you and some people go on a different path and it's again it's not right or wrong or better or worse or higher or lower it's just a different yeah different path a different experience a different Mm. learning Mm. going on okay i have a question i need to ask it um (laughs) oh god damn it lost it the whole time you're talking i was like um do you find the more you've leaned into your authentic self the more polarity there's been. So the more you've pulled in people that are like you, but also at the same time, the more you not repel, but those people fall away or yeah, I think I think there's an element of falling away and an element of me having to create boundaries as well. There's definitely been people in my world where I've had to go, okay, you have the best of intentions, but I can't. Yeah. I can no longer. And what, not are those, because, yeah. what do those boundaries look like? Like not spending time with them or voicing? Like, you know, you yeah, like it, a deeper connection? Like, it, d- it depends. Sometimes it, there, there'll be a, a, a gentle growing apart. Yeah. It's like, okay, we yeah. just don't spend that much time together anymore yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. And sometimes that gentle growing apart has come to a head with a conversation. Yeah. And then other times there has been maybe an action or a conversation and it's just struck me and I've gone, whoa, okay, cool. Here is, I've just found, we've, we've just, we've just found my boundary. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize that this was Until it, now. but we've just touched it. And I need to now say that yeah, this is, this is where I it is. Yeah. 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 yeah, And it's not, you didn't know because I didn't know it was yeah. a boundary. You didn't, so therefore yeah. you didn't know a boundary, but we've touched it. Here it is. It's a boundary. Yeah. And then it's up to that other person of them going, okay, cool. I can respect yeah. that. Or no, I preferred you when that boundary wasn't there. Mm. It's like, okay, well then, then we cannot. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. We cannot. Yeah. We cannot. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate to bring it back to me. We're all, we all do this. Oh, I'm just like, me, me, me. Yeah, totally. But I, my wounding is a rejection wound. Mm. So for me, like, the not good enough wound, the trust wound, the abandonment, yeah. those aren't really that prevalent in my life. But if somebody rejects me or somebody... Yeah pulls like away from me yeah. that's quite painful for me and, yeah. and it's been such a healing process to recognize that and to be okay, like notice when that is in my experience it's okay it's natural for me to feel this pain because it's reminding me of something but uh, with that like with me kind of going through my journey and asking deeper questions wanting to kind of like uh, you know make sense of it all yeah just having some realizations and and my beliefs like things mm. that i believe that you know it's okay for other people not to but noticing a, a real pulling away of people and it's painful yeah and it's it's so it's i i think that's something i have kind of struggled with yeah um at times and i yeah i was just really yeah curious as to how you manage that and i, I suppose it just comes back to grounding into yourself more and trusting who you are and and yeah yeah and and trusting um that if i'm doing my practices to stay in my alignment and someone has said very strongly oh no i can't be around you like go away it's like cool you are so not in alignment with where i'm wanting to go which is fine and it it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt or whatever but it's feeling that and going man that sucks yeah because i really wanted to i could really 
I enjoyed being around yeah. them. I really wanted that friendship. Yeah. But yeah. I also trust that if they're telling me yeah. no, yeah. then I yeah. don't want to, I don't want, because that, that would mean that I would have to mold and shift and adjust myself. Yeah. And that's a non-negotiable now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I love that. But yeah, I, I remember the first time when I was getting clear, like 26, 27, getting clear on this journey and someone who was, I would say more advanced further along the line, um, I was hanging out with her a lot and I was really enjoying, we were doing all these, we both kind of quit our jobs at the same time. So we're spending all day, every day, like meditating and manifesting and like do it, like just, we were diving in together. And then she was a little bit older than me and she gave me a call one day and just said, Renee, we can't be friends anymore. And it just was like a knife and gutted me. And she was explaining all of the things. Like she had a just really calm conversation. I'm bawling on the end, just going, why? And you just, if you tell me I can change, she's like, no, I'm not asking you to change. I don't want you to change. I'm just telling you the way you are right now is not someone I can be around. Interesting. Yeah. And it gutted me. Oh. But as I've gone along my journey, I can, I can, See, I can totally relate and I can totally see that she was just kind of compassionately going, we can't be together anymore because it's not aligning Mm. anymore. And at the time I took it really personally Mm. and was really offended and really upset and and was trying to do the people pleaser thing of like, I can change and just tell me what behavior is wrong and I won't do it around you. And like like my sarcasm really offended her. And Mm. I was like, but I speak fluent sarcasm. Like I can't, like I can't be anything else, but that, yeah, now from mm. where I'm sitting now, I'm like, okay, cool. I totally mm. can, see it. can totally see yeah. it. Can yeah. totally get it. Um, doesn't mean it doesn't hurt the other person when I compassionately say like, mm. we need space. Yeah. yeah. But I understand. Yeah. That's the other the other side you of can it. See it. Yeah. Okay. Can I ask you now about Murray? You mm. know what was like? I just am so in awe of your relationship, everything you've created together. Talk to me about that. What was that like meeting him, your first, you know, getting to know each other? Yeah. How, yeah. So um, I did not expect to meet my husband in Newcastle. The story I had running was that, like, <laughs> there's no men in Newcastle. There's no enlightened men in Newcastle. There's, like, I just had all the stories running. Newcastle was my transitory place. And so the universe says, here you go. Here's a man in Newcastle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, look, there's lots of, lots of... Um, I joke, I joke all the time that on paper, Murray was a firm no. <laughs> like just, and even when um, someone, so we met through a mutual friend and even when that friend like kind of said, I'm going to introduce you to this guy and I saw the tattoo on the face. So Murray's got an upside down cross on his face from his previous life. And I, I looked at him and I said, whatever that is, he can keep it. Like whatever, whatever that means, I don't need to be a part of that. Keep that to yourself. Thank you very much. See you bye. Um, yeah. So like all sides, I was just like, no, I don't need this person in my world um but just before I'd met Murray I was doing because I had lots of free time because I was just in that transitory space um so I was doing all of my what we've just been talking about tuning into the frequency really sitting down and going what does it feel like like what does it feel like when I'm held by Mm -hmm. my partner what does it feel like when I talk to them about all the things I'm seeing or feeling or what does it feel like when I tell them that I'm going to go and do this thing? Like I really tuned into the feeling and I have the piece of paper somewhere and I read it and it was like, it was Murray, but it was just all this, um, like feeling safe. Safe was like the big word, Mm. feeling safe, feeling held, feeling that he was strong and deeply in the masculine. Mm. And I think one of the sentences was something to the effect of like, 
um, a spiritual caveman, like something to that kind of like really kind of primal. And you guys kind of yeah. know Murray, especially yes. in the CrossFit yeah. sense. Like he's a caveman. Like, <laughs> in in the really primal sense of yeah. it, but he's super connected mm. to his spiritual self. Mm. Um, yeah. So when I met, without kind of knowing all of that story, but when I first met, or when we had time alone together for the first time, it was really interesting because. We were sitting at Bar Beach Hill and not far from us, there was a drunk person, like just being very drunk and very mm. rambunctious. And usually in those situations, I go on to alert. I like all systems on where do we need to be? Where do I need to go? How do I need to keep myself space? Mm. And I noticed I was super calm mm. and I looked at Murray and I very perplexed. And I was like, I feel very safe mm. with you. Like, I feel like if anything was to happen, you've got it. You've got it. Mm. And he was like, yeah. And then I proceeded to learn his history, mm-hmm. which is deeply entrenched in crime and prison and things. And I was like, okay, so makes me love him. Yeah. And I was like, so not only are you telling me you got it, you have a history that proves should push come to shove. You got it. it. Like you, you, like you got it. Um, not that I would ever want him to get into that situation, but so it was just, yeah, that deep feeling of of safety and yeah, it it was a, a whirlwind. Like it was, it's, uh, one of those, I think it's like one of those really ick romantic <laughs> stories. Like it's not, it's, it's a, it literally is a fairy tale that, that um, I didn't think I would ever be a part of. And whenever I looked at anyone else, I was like, oh, like, like oh, that's so like, totally. When we first met, he was telling me about friends who, um, they got married like six months after knowing each other. And I remember going like, what? idiots like i remember sitting in the car going like what lunatics yeah like just going how what did they think when did you get married yeah like a year like a year literally he proposed to me a year the the, a year on the day that we met and then six weeks later we got yeah we got married yeah Yeah. so we were gonna have an engagement party and then we just went Let's just get married. We'll just get married. Like, we'll just skip all the hoo-ha. Yeah. And we just surprise everyone. Yeah, I remember. At our engagement, yeah, with a wedding. Um, yeah, and then, like, a year after that, we had a baby. Mm-hmm. A year, two years after that, yeah, we had a baby. So it all just kind of yeah. rolled. But, um, yeah, with Murray, I just feel super supported. Mm. Super duper supported. He's just so open to... Well, well yeah, we yeah. created our business together. Yeah. Like, he, he jumped on straight on board because he was curious. He wasn't... He was concreting at the time um and that was his his thing that was his income source that was what he knew to do labor was his mm-hmm. his way of doing things yeah um yeah and then he started being really curious as i was explaining things to him like bless him i hope he doesn't mind me sharing this but like i remember having a conversation with him he was talking about kids because that was kind of one of his his testing things he's like do you want to have kids and i was like i don't really know but i know that my parents have gifted me with unconditional love and I think that is a gift to be able to pass on. That mm. I think that if I was to have kids, I would want to gift, be in a space to gift them with unconditional love, mm. which he thought was great. But then he kind of turned and went, what do you mean? And so we started unraveling this idea in his world of what unconditional love meant. Because yes. his experience of love was conditional. conditional. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of, I think, was a turning point for him and going, oh, there's this whole other... He'd been doing yoga and dabbling in self-work because he'd had to go through rehab and through a lot of self-inquiry to get to where he was Mm -hmm. which is a whole incredible journey Mm. um he's done he's amazing and where he's been 
and where he is now is mm. incredible. Um, you might have to get. Oh, I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's an ab- guess. Yeah, it's an absolute testament to, and I think just tangent. I think it's an absolute shame because he has been in jail. He isn't allowed to go back into facilities, oh. which I think is a huge oh, shame because he has he has a story and a skill set to be able to help a lot of the yeah. men that yeah. are really. in there yeah like to rehabilitate them yeah so um mm. but unfortunately because of which is the system that's they've got to i get mm. that but um yeah anyway that's a whole other thing so yes his story is amazing and it's a real inspiration for people mm. who are in were are were in similar situations that life can totally 180 mm. um but yeah uh so we met each other and then it just uh, uh we're both Aries and our fire fuels each other's fire instead of clashing mm. we just fuel each other and it's this matter of um I kind of needed him in my world because I work at such a pace where it's like keep up and he's just kind of like mm. you keep up like mm. you so we just constantly bounce off each other of like where to next mm-hmm. And I needed him. I needed him to build the big dome. That yes. we That's, I, I tease him all the time because he was supposed to do 13 years in jail and he got let out early. And he was like, I don't, it shouldn't have happened. I don't know why. And I was like, I know why. <laughs> <laughs> I put out a very specific list and the universe was like, shit, that is, we've only got one man for the job. Yeah. <laughs> so let's step into that. Talk to us about the open mind space, what you guys have created, the dome, mm. the vision. Yeah, where it started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just um, so it, it, it's incredible. Absolutely, the, it, it, its seed of of creation um, was in Mum and Dad's kitchen, and I just kind of wanted to put create like an online store of just uh, like quote unquote spiritual packs. Mm-hmm. So like a bit of Palo Santo and incense and and crystals, and be like, this will help protect your home. Like, and do these little packs um, for people. And I remember sitting with my brother just going, okay, so om. I want the word om in it, but I need an, an O word and an M word. And we were kind of doing, just bouncing all of these. And we landed on open mind. So it became the open mind space. Um, and then from there it evolved into like the online thing. I was like, I don't really know how to do this. So then it became like a market thing. I would do it, do a few markets. Um, and then that was when I went met Murray when I was doing the market and we were doing, I was doing kinesiology, yoga teaching. Murray became a yoga teacher and we knew we wanted to create our own thing. And I was like, okay, let's start from scratch. And Murray's like, no, like you've birthed the open mind space. Let's continue that. So he joined the energy of it. And um, yeah, it just through this series of synchronicities, through following, <laughs> following our noses, um, we ended up with a space. We ended up with an amazing community of people. So the space grew and we kind of knew in our first year or so, we're like, wouldn't it be amazing if we had a retreat space somewhere we can take people deeper Mm. because you can only do so much in a yoga class Mm. or in a day workshop. Um, It's like, we really want to hold people overnight or Mm. over 48 hours or 72 hours. Um, So that was, that seed was planted and we had no idea how it was going to happen because that was a pie in the sky dream financially. Mm. Uh, And then as our baby was birthed, mum, mum and dad had this kind of thing land in their body. They were like, oh, we want to move. So they were living out in Lake Macquarie. We want to move. Okay, we're ready to move. And as the fates would have it, they landed on this like 15 acre property and they wanted to retire. So we said, if you give us like a little corner, if we can have a little corner of this, 
will work together in, in create. So they're now a part of the open mind space oh. in expanding the, the retreat side of it. So, um, yeah, it was with, with their permission, their blessing. They gave us a little portion of the land and we then built what is now the dome, the dome and glamping accommodation and all the facilities that come with that. So, and what sort yeah. of like, t- can you explain some of the event, like the, th- the experiences that you offer there? Yeah, so at the moment we offer something called initiation, which is an overnight experience. And our intention is for the dome to be the bridge. So the bridge between what we've been talking about, that dull, dampened Mm -hmm. space and that expansive, conscious space. Mm -hmm. And we also want the experience to be the bridge between um, exclusively sober events, so uh, sound healings, things you might do at the studio, which you don't ingest anything, to um we want it to be the bridge between that and people who might be curious about deep psychedelic Mm. medicine plant medicine events so this is the bridge of that experience Mm, where we serve um cacao so Mm. it is a plant medicine that you do ingest but it's not uh psychoactive Mm. and then we incorporate that with somatic breath work Mm. which induces an altered state of consciousness which can vouch it is phenomenal oh, mm. no. yeah yeah somatic breathwork is incredible mm-hmm. and yeah. somatic breathwork is on par with any kind of plant medicines yeah. i've experienced mm-hmm. the the cathartic release is definitely yeah. on par so yeah so we want the dome to be a portal mm-hmm. and a bridge for people to experience or have a taste of oh this is i've been curious about there's something more and here is a taste of what that something more could be. And I, yeah. I would look at you guys as well because, you know, we were talking that you have um, people that sort of can be sort of pulling you backwards and then you've got expanders. Mm-hmm. And I see you and Miles as expanders and I was, you know, I'm Thank probably going to be like, leeching all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope That's I have something to offer you guys. <laughs> It's um, it's very yeah. So being around, even to pay, you know, or not to pay, but to to have an opportunity to be around you and Muzz, I would highly recommend it to anyone out there wanting to, Thank you. you know, step into this space because that's how I see you guys. Like it's just, it's a, uh, it's a, an honor mm, and a and privilege. a pl- and a privilege mm. to be in your space. And so that's why we're really so I want to say thank you for coming today. Mm. Thank you um, for that. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah, and because I've been that uh, magnetic. Is it magnetic? You, uh, Lacey, What's her name? Oh, Lacey Phillips. Yeah, oh, yeah. and she talks about people within your community. Of, you know, expanders. So it's you know you want to be around them. You've mm. talked about it as well. Mm. You know, with your um, retreats that you've yeah. been on as well. So yeah. it's um yeah, it's a real honour to be mm. around and like to have that that uh, ability. Yeah, you know, to be mm. that for people is something well worth visiting. Yeah, interested and curious. Yeah, I, I definitely second that. Yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted a deep, like on that being around. I noticed that Murray is now. Is it? Are you as well a trained breathwork facilitator under Tim Morrison? Murray is trained yeah. under Tim yeah. Morrison. Yeah, so Murray is right. the breathwork facilitator. Amazing. Yeah. I am the energetic assistant. Amazing. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we attended your event at the Open Mind Space a couple of months ago, and Tim was there. Tim was and the facilitator. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. He is incredible. Mm. Absolutely, I couldn't believe that you, because I've been following him for years, yeah. and when I saw that you guys had combined to offer that, I was like, I was a bit fangirly, like a little bit like, what? Like he's coming to your yoga yeah. studio? Like it, amazing. Yeah, it was all all 
as it was meant to be. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he was happy. He was in Sydney and someone messaged him saying, can you come to Newcastle? And he said, where do I go in Newcastle? And they were like the open mind space. And so he messaged us. It was like, I've been told to come to Newcastle, come to your space. I'm like, Great. Great. <laughs> so good. Let us make space for you. Come <laughs> yeah, on in. Come like, yeah. make space for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I would like to dive into and ask you some questions around parenting and, yeah. and um, the way that you parent Sophia. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, have noticed some, like, I think for me, you know, now unpacking some of these uh, new concepts and starting to understand how society can dull and condition us and you know it's really got me questioning like when I have children like what what will I want to uphold and what values do I want to instill and what kind of lifestyle do I want to create and you know so I'm really curious as to what are some of the things that you and Murray have talked about um, in terms of raising her and what's really important to you and what sort of life like how do you because I noticed you do, you've got her little the apprentice yeah. and you get her to pick cards and stuff like that like yeah. I'm just so fascinated because you know we obviously we're all born whole you know open-hearted connected and then as we grow we become we we dull us like conditioned. we we become conditioned so yeah. I'm sure that's been a big part of you've really considered this and how yeah. you're going to nurture her through that journey and, and help keep her as connected as possible yeah well i think primarily it starts with us working on our own stuff yeah that's our yeah, priority is that we will ensure that we work on our own stuff um which started from in the womb because uh as a kinesiologist a lot of the people that i see a lot of their conditioning starts from in the womb yes. from what they absorb from mum. so yeah. i was super aware um doesn't mean that I'm perfect. I definitely, I've been going through my stuff and had intense postpartum depression. And so no one is perfect, mm. but it's just that willingness to continue to work mm. on ourselves and hold each other accountable yeah. for that. Um, but yeah, one of our main values and what's really important is that um, we'll show up as our best selves. Mm. Our best selves might be a mess. Yeah. Like just not hiding mm. any part of it. Like just being willing to... Um, be upset in front of her and she's only she's about to be two so it's still super early days and we're still learning and there's lots to learn and, and navigate but um, at the moment our, our values are definitely not hiding mm-hmm. anything um, and encouraging very open and honest conversation mm-hmm. they're kind of the main values that we're holding at the moment and we'll see how that um, play, uh, plays and unfolds um, yeah but we just want to ensure that she feels safe mm-hmm to communicate anything with us mm. and that nothing is off limits mm. so we'll navigate all of that as mm. it comes mm-hmm. and as i said she's only two and i've never been around kids before so yeah. i don't that could be like a pie in the sky dream mm-hmm. but um yeah. yeah that's what we're we're aiming for mm. but but yeah with all the stuff all the stuff that you see on instagram like her pulling the cards and lighting incense and making cacao that is also balanced with Netflix and (laughs) Coco Melon and all of that. Like totally, she's not like, there's plenty of screen time so that I can get like, please just let me have a shower. Like just, yeah, totally. Yeah. So you're a human being. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally. There's, there's moments of like, I don't know what you want. Yeah. yeah, But then it's just, it's yeah. And in those moments as well, our way of parenting is that um, because she's more, more attached to me at the moment, Murray's very much like, just 
wave the flag. Mm-hmm. Like when it gets too much, just wave mm-hmm. the flag. I just step in and take her and you walk away. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. so at the moment, that's what's really working for us is I can go to, like too much. Yeah. I'm drowning. I'm drowning. I'm going to throw her. I'm going to like, yeah. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. And he just steps in and takes her. And even if she's screaming or whatever, I just, I walk away and mm. <sighs> yeah. decompress. Yeah. 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 So it's um, something that I've been learning about um, imprinting with our, conditioning is as you said it's the pregnancy Mm. and in your first trimester it influences the physical in Mm. the first one to naught to seven years of a child's life there's the physical conditioning and then we've got our middle trimester so the third to six month is the um, emotional Mm -hmm. and then the last trimester influences mental and it's the same again so it's the naught to seven years seven uh, sorry eight to fifteen yeah, eight to fourteen, and then fifteen to twenty-one, and that's okay. where those, the that's where those conditioned aspects or imprinting from our uh, lineage then comes out in those three areas. Okay. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Super yeah. interesting. So, yeah, there'll be something that will trigger something within that period, and you can put it back to mum. Where was mum in mm. that first three months? Mm. You know, or where was mum in that second trimester? And yeah, yeah super interesting. So interesting, right? Yeah. Mm fascinating stuff mind-blowing i love what you said about the womb like going back to yeah. the womb and it's healing that. that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, it's like so important with our pregnancy and mm. it's interesting because my last trimester with frankie was you know the last, like right when i was ready to go into labor there was a lot of emotional pressure from external and i was reacting in a really unresourceful way and now i look at her now with her tantrums and i'm like wow super interesting yeah which is why I've come to you and said Renee I need help <laughs> <laughs> and having, chucking tantrums and we did some work and it really calmed those um, good yeah it was really yeah. interesting how it yeah. affected how you worked on me mm. and it affected you know the energy totally. going through to her mm-hmm. but no Murray and I joke that when, t- when Sophia starts to become a teenager or whatever she's either going to be like yeah, come to my house or don't come to my house. <laughs> yeah. Don't you don't want to see what my parents do. You don't. We'll just be like the like random hippie parents, and she'll be like, no, no one's coming to my house. Don't go to the dome. It's not cool. It's not like. <laughs> and they all drink cacao, and they all you'll get waved with incense and smoke when you walk yeah. in the door. You get, you get smudged. Checks, yeah. Magic spells. <laughs> see if anyone's brought any, brought any spells in. Remember that podcast that we listened yeah. to what was Pumpkins that it's a similar thing it was a shaman, shaman. Yeah. he was like a 6th generation shaman yeah. and he said growing up he'd come home to his parents and his dad would be checking his pockets for spells and you know smudging him as he come in and then he'd have to go out into the world school. And, and be normal and he's yeah. like and he would, how do you he find told, his balance yeah. he was like 5 years old and telling his school teachers mm. Oh, I know why you had an argument last night with your husband. Like that's it was about he, real estate. It was about oh, that's right. It was an, an argument over real estate with your husband. That's why you're so cranky today. <laughs> and they were like going, "Hang on a minute, how do you know this?" Yeah. Six year old child. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be interesting to navigate if she's that way inclined. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I, I guess he was talking about it as a. Um, not having the tools or not like his father's just going there you go off you go into mm. society and be normal mm. yeah 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 awesome well so 
I feel like we need to like, you know, wrap this up. Not wrap it up. I mean, I could. But you know what I mean, though. Yeah. Oh, we still got another twenty minutes. Um, <laughs> so let's start wrapping it up so that we can finally get there. Um, you know, there's. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening to this, and you know, it's going to get a lot of people curious mm-hmm. and and wanting to explore deeper. Like, if um, you were to say, to, if you were to kind of offer your take on where people are at in their journey and they're getting curious and they're wanting to go a little deeper they're mm. wanting a safe but they're feeling a bit you know I, I the biggest thing i hear is people are so afraid of what other people think yeah so they're curious they want to reach out but they're also terrified of judgment and yeah. what do you say to people who might be looking to kind of like dabble into something that they're a bit lost and don't know what that might be yeah um Start with what feels good for you. Mm. So that might be a yoga class. Yeah. That might be just like starting something. It might be a meditation class. It might be an online course. You guys do offer online as well as um, we do. Yeah. Space. Yeah. And so online might be a little safer if you're if you're really nervous about it. Like online might be a bit safer because you're kind of on your own, yeah. observing and learning in that way. Yeah. Um, but all of these steps and all of the first lesson you're going to get is that it's all about leaning into and through fear mm. each step has a layer of fear to it yeah. but you've got to lean through and we realize that that fear is just a mist a fog that isn't actually real because yeah. you get to that step and you look back and go oh that wasn't yeah. there's nothing to be afraid of yeah so that's really good that's that's your first lesson yeah. is that you've got to lean into the fear and and reach out to that person that place yeah you've just got to do it yeah you've just got to do it or read that book or start yeah. the conversation or um, I love people when they come into the space, usually for the first first few times when they're getting to know us, they'll start with the sentence of like, this might sound weird. <laughs> <laughs> and we always go, like, we can promise you. It's not weird. It's not weird. Not weird like, to us. Yeah. Like, we'll let you know when it gets weird and you've got quite a way to go before we... <laughs> So, but I love it. I love that people are like, oh, yeah. this is gonna sound weird. And I'm like, no, tell me. Like, yeah. just just lay it on me. Like, yeah, I have yeah. seen some. I have seen some weird shit. Like, yeah. they're just <laughs> your dream is not that weird. Yeah. But I, I get it. I get yeah. that. I get that it feels uncomfortable and mm. weird. So. Actually, just on that dreams, I mm. noticed that you were talking about cacao and blue lotus. Mm. What's blue lotus? Yeah. So blue lotus is. It's really interesting. You should ask. Um, I'm starting a dieta with her. So blue, blue uh, dieta is where you focus on consuming one particular plant. Right. Um, so blue lotus is, is a water lily. It's primarily grown in Egypt, some parts of South America, some parts of Asia. And um, in Egyptian, in the ancient civilization times, it, ha- it does have mild psychoactive qualities. So they would drink it, smoke it, infuse it in wine, to use to expand their intuitive awareness Mm. to um, so we use it our intention of using it with the cacao is to really open up that dream space to open up it brings a state of euphoria so cacao brings that heart opening space and then we bring blue lotus in to bring in that euphoria state as Mm. well Um, she opens up lucid dreaming I say she because it has a a female energy attached to it So because in um, initiation, it's an overnight experience. Mm -hmm. So um, like kind of spoiler alert, 
you, you don't get that much sleep. <laughs> so you so you go you go to your right. tent to sleep, but Blue Lotus then wakes up and gives you these dreams, these sensations, um, can do. Um, so she's very active in that lucid dreaming state. But what Blue Lotus also does is a, a lotus. When you think of how a lotus is grown. Mm-hmm. It's grown through mud. Mm, So she gently guides you and says, okay, let's go through some of these murky Mm -hmm. waters. Mm -hmm. Let's clear out some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we can go to the euphoria. So that's what we guide you through with the cacao. Cacao holds a safe space and and opens up your heart. And then Blue Lotus says, with the breath work, says, okay, let's find some of these muddy waters. What's kind of Mm -hmm. dampening you at Mm. the moment? And then we can blossom. Then we can go into the euphoric euphoria the dream state the so expansion this is, the you can because you can you can buy it obviously. absolutely yeah so yeah. you would have a cacao and you'd have you put the blue lotus into it yeah so you would make a tea with it so yeah. you would like um put uh one or two flowers in maybe like 100 150 ml of boiling water yeah. and you would infuse it for five ten minutes mm-hmm. and then you would put that water in your cacao right yeah mm. yeah so it only has the um hallucinogenic aspects when you smoke it right so that's not super recommended if you don't have a safe space or someone guiding you with that but as a tea it's just a mild um psychoactive so it really uh brings in dopamine serotonin Mm. all those kind of like and when infused in wine so in ancient egypt they would use it for their for their sex parties Mm. so (laughs) so, it's an aphrodisiac so when combined with wine it brings that real Mm. aphrodisiac quality to it which we do not do at the door. <laughs> there is no. <laughs> that is not a part of the experience. <laughs> Poor. What a shame. What a shame. I love the name initiation too. It's yeah. such a great name. Thank you. For yeah. That yeah. Well, that's the intention. It's just that kind of yeah, mm. that bridging, mm. that initiation into people might already be deep in their journey, but it's that initiation to that next layer. Because mm. um, we're constantly going through initiations and rites of passage, yeah. which. Our, society, our Western oh, society is dampened. We've lost it. Yeah. But um, initiations, and, and which are constant throughout life, yeah. rites of passage are really important to yeah. open that next chapter. Mm. Mm. Um, where can people find out more about you, the open mind space, you know, these events, your teachings? Yeah, where do so, people go to connect with you? Um, Instagram, at the open mind space, or at Renee underscore Wilkinson, uh, theopenmindspace.com.au, there'd be your starting points. Yeah. I'll pop yeah. in the, um, yeah. the notes. Show notes. Show notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask one question to finish. Mm. This podcast is called Expand With Us. Mm. Can I ask you, who is your biggest expander? Mm. So is in the person that mm. over my life or in, the, in this moment? Whatever's resonating. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, because over my life there's been different people that have kind of opened the door mm. and yeah. said, Mm. go here and for various reasons because the biggest expanders have sometimes been teachers and sometimes they've been people that have initiated have been the catalyst mm. for horrific situations which yeah. have which have expanded me yeah um so i'll yeah. go for in this moment twofold my biggest expander would be um baby sophia yeah because she really ch- I'm learning to be super present mm. with her. She's my biggest teacher in being grounded because I've spent the majority of my life being off in the ether and in the astral. Yeah. And when I gave birth to her, which is part of the PT, uh, the postnatal depression as well, she demanded me to be present. Yeah. So I had to be 
really grounded. Mm. I had to be really in the physical, which mm-hmm. I, to some degree, was uncomfortable with yeah. because I preferred to be light and airy mm. and off in the intuition. And so she's my biggest expander in that way, learning to integrate mm. into the physical. Um, and then I have another teacher, um, Sally, who's my mentor at the moment, and she is guiding me on so many paths. So I'm very grateful to have her in my life to just kind of keep uh, nudging me. Go further, go mm. further. Okay, you met your edge. Now let's kind of like go, go a little bit more there. So yeah, mm. they're my two at the moment. <laughs> Oh, well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Great. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. This has just been such a special (laughs) conversation. Thank you. So much gratitude for you, you know, being here and sharing your gift with us. Thank you. Thank you for putting me on the spot. Thank you for (laughs) diving me into light language and all of it. That's cool. Incredible. Thank you for being open to it. Yeah, absolutely. It's really something I'll never forget. Yeah. (laughs) I've never experienced it before. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That was really good. Popped your cherry on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. So good. So mm. if this episode's re- resonating with you, if you're feeling that pull, um, mm. reach out to Renee and Murray and the Open Mind Space. Get connected. Mm. Um, yeah. I hope that, yeah. If you feel that this podcast has been something you've enjoyed listening to, please share it out. If you feel called, give it a review on, um, you know, the iTunes and the Spotify. And thanks for being here. Thanks. Thank you. Yay. So good. <laughs>